0: We are back for another episode of IRC Book Club. What's this, Lauren? Episode 28? Wow, 28 weeks we've been at it. Amazing. One thing me and you aren't short of, Pricey, is sticking power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that.
1: Maybe sometimes to our detriment, but in this case, the the I am told by Lauren reliably that the user numbers keep going up. Every week. Nobody seems to like it on LinkedIn, but the user numbers do go up. Yeah, before we start, do us a favour, everybody. Come on, like it. It doesn't mean you're looking for a job
0: and you're going to get fired. Hit the like button, hit the share button, tell the world about it. It's worth it because it lets us know it's worth creating the content. And it gives us a bit back. Come on, man. Yeah, spread the love. So, this week we are on chapters 7, 8 and 9 of... Sales Leadership by Keith Rosen. If you'd just like to take the book to the camera and show the uh, viewers at home, for those watching on telly, on Tinterweb, you can see that's the book we're on. We've been having a fun time with this one, haven't we?
1: We have. I've got to say, though, come on, Keith, this was like a straight 10 for me, but on my bar chart, it's slipping a bit now.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I, I tell, And I'll and I tell you what my measure is. Are we in the doldrums of I this? I'll tell you what my measure now? is with these kind of things is, is I read the book normally when my daughter is doing some taekwondo thing, and it's you know it's a good thing to do, and, I, and I'm getting into it, and then we come do the book club, and then just before we do book club, I sit down and I look at my notes, and I think, oh, I wonder what I put in my my notes, and I'm fine I'm putting less notes in it, and it's not because I'm not reading the book with any less fervor, it's because I'm making less notes, and I'm just thinking to myself, come on Keith, it was an eight, not a ten these last three chapters I think for me.
0: Yeah, I'm quite with you on that. So the the three chapters are. But well, they're
1: definitely worth reading. They're definitely good. I'm not for money. Once at not say it wasn't because it is. But come on.
0: Yeah. So the three chapters are entitled. Chapter seven is creating unity, trust, and the art of enrollment. Chapter eight is seven essential Enrolment conversations that create create company wide alignment. And then chapter nine is coach tracks turn difficult situations into coaching wins. Um, what have you enjoyed less about it?
1: I feel like, and you know what I'm like, I like to be told things once. Yeah, all right. Not twice. Yeah, you can get a little bit
0: irascible if told something repeatedly.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, 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 I get it, you told me that, I understand it, you're just telling me it again. But nonetheless, do do I think it's correct in terms of what the guy says? He's 100% right. Absolutely, one hundred percent right. And there but is if you've some
0: read, good stuff in here. Definitely, but yeah, no doubt. I, I uh, but have if found you've read the, picking at it like I do with a chicken.
1: If you've read the lead system, you will know that E stands for enrolment. Yeah. Listen, enrol.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, so we've done enrol.
0: But there's a lot. But we're going deeper into enrol now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, and and yeah, like I say, I can't knock Keith. We're going to go through some and stuff, actually, and he's right. To be fair. We
0: are going deeper into enrol, but as you know, on a number of shows, I I've been really negative about uh, a lot of writers who've written books where they haven't deep dived into the content. Yeah, yeah, and they've stayed at surface level because actually, what they really want is for your boss to ring up and buy. 20 grand's worth of training
1: yeah yeah and actually
0: yeah. fair play to the author here
1: you'd buy training off this guy as well a
0: i'd buy the training but b actually i could pick up the book and i could use it as a manual
1: yes it's a manual rather yeah, than
0: necessarily a surface level text that's written to sell me some training
1: exactly and let's be clear this chapter enrollment is about having a, a, a more detailed look into getting people enrolled
0: yeah, so let talk about Dispute it. So, that so, um, really. There's some really interesting bits, and uh, some of it is, some of it is obvious, and some of it's not. People are motivated by what they want, not what you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, I underline that obviously. You know,
0: I remember when I when I first joined my first entire sales team, and they all left by you. Um, Good choice then. Yeah, you made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I did, I remember. Uh, being hauled over to manchester and the md at the time peter ingram sit me down and saying what you've got to think about johnny all the time is what's in it for them and i and i think that's really you know as a key lesson is you know you sat with a with a colleague what's in it for them but where's their win mm, mm, where's mm. their result as miller hyman would say
1: yes i agree and he's uh, absolutely right as a consequence yeah of that.
0: and I, I, there's a lot of talk about enrollment here but for me i, I wrote later on in my notes we often talk about people being bought in. And you and I have often talked about red pill, blue pill.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. This, well, when our logo was blue, we used to talk used about to swallowing say, the blue does the pill. Does he
0: swallow the blue pill or is he not? Because and and that, that's out,
1: how out the, the film actually, what film was it? The Matrix. Matrix, that was right, yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, but I think a lot of what we're talking about here about enrolling somebody into being a coachee is actually more than that. I think it's about having somebody engaged in you, buying you as a leader. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, it's, a, it's slightly subtly different. The whole, can I enroll you in coaching? Actually, the real thing is, have they bought you as the leader?
1: They so, see, that's a very good? interesting point, isn't it? Because in the early one in the book, he talks about good salespeople not necessarily making good leaders. Yeah. So then that takes you into the point of what do good salespeople buy from their leader?
0: Yeah, what are that? What are actually the buying criteria? Because let's get it right. I'm a great believer in most situations, most things are actually buying decisions. Hiring a salesperson is a buying decision. Taking a job yeah. is a buying decision. And deciding to commit to a leader is a buying decision. So how,
1: so how about this then as a real-life, real-time example? So I've just placed a sales manager to manage a team. You know who it is, obviously. Yeah. But I'm not going to mention their name or the company. What would have happened if... The chief exec of that company said, to Mike, we want to make sure that when the new person joins us that the sales team are enrolled to his or her processes. So as part of that enrollment process, the six people in the team, we're going to get those six people to interview the manager. It would have been a bedlam. Oh, so well. at some I, I, point...
0: I've written later on in the, in my notes, in my side notes, Might is sometimes right.
1: I've written here, similarly, I've put, at some point somebody's got to be in charge. And if yeah. you don't want to be enrolled... And you can bugger off. Bad luck. Yeah.
0: Because I'm going to enroll
1: you. Because Rosen, with his books, a bit left, actually, I think. It, a bit liberal.
0: I've noticed in these three chapters, I felt there were as a cultural. I almost wanted to say maybe this needs a rewrite for the UK audience.
1: Oh, do you reckon this is an American audience?
0: I, I just felt culturally, it's almost a little bit like I felt like it needed localising. Right, yeah, it's a fair comment, actually. ...from some of the language, and that some of the language that's been written in some of the chapters we've got here as we d- dive further in during the show, I just thought, you'll not get away with that language over here. And, my God, in the north of England, you'll get lynched.
1: Well, the people just ignore you and turn mickey out of you, aren't they? <laughs> they'd, all be just, they'd all just be on Have Slack. you heard about our new sales manager? Have you yeah, nice
0: sales me Have you heard what you he ran, ran and said to me? So... I think some of it's great, but I did think some of it needed, it's almost like software that needs localising because it's bloody good
1: software. You, but yes, I think that's very true. It's
0: fabulous software. It's, as a methodology of working, I thought, great, but I, I switched off a lot when I was reading it because I was thinking, you just can't say that to a British salesman.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I hadn't thought about it like that, but I sort of stopped taking a lot of notes and I'm picking things out now to take notes of in this enrollment process. Um I mean, the the next big, I don't know what page you're up to here. So
0: where are we? I, I, so I wrote, um, we're on... I'm on page it.
1: 122, he goes. It's not what well, they Frankie, want. you've
0: really skipped on.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. The, well, the
0: bit where I wrote, might is right, if we go back to that, he's put here, manager, you all need to focus on inputting accurate information. We need about every customer into our Oh, somewhere. well,
1: look, I put exactly the same thing. I put, somebody needs to be in charge. And I wrote,
0: but sometimes might is right. Equally, we can get lazy and stop selling. Stop selling. I think I can sum the whole book up by saying that the people who work for you are customers, and they buy from you and your blarney. And I think sometimes the easiest thing to remember is surely, if you're if you're a sales leader and you've got a team of ten guys, they are customers. They buy your services off you. But every day you make a new sale.
1: They do. But let's look at some of the most successful software companies in the world. Well, we have interviewed some of their salespeople, what would you say their salespeople's, person's uh, relationship is like with their manager? Is it one of admiration and enrollment, or is it one of fear? It's
0: probably about 50-50, and there are some very, I reckon very... it's
1: seven, I reckon 90-10. Well, what I, what I, I spoke
0: to a client today who parted company with a sales leader we put into the business about a year ago. Yes. He was a very inspiring leader. And very coach, coaching focused, and very well loved by his team. But the reality is, the number didn't come in, and he's now looking for a new job. Correct. Um, does that mean he's? Bad so guy? should no. so,
1: sh- so should he have said? Um...
0: And at the time, that client's brief to me was that his focus was to hire a coach.
1: It's interesting because I play Satan. That was
0: the core brief. Was I've got good people here who have been badly led, but who will perform with a good coach, and I put a good coach in.
1: Yeah, I know you met the brief. I remember it because you beat one of my candidates. But the guy who was much more forceful as a man.
0: But the guy in the end didn't quite last the course.
1: Exactly. But I did. Just to go back to your point. I did go back to that. And I mean, you know, Rosen says some great things. There's no such thing as a difficult conversation. You're right. Stop creating things that aren't there. You're right.
0: Let's talk about this bit here about confrontation. So there's part of the the thing about there's no such thing as a difficult conversation dealing with an underperformer and all all that. Um, And the quote that that I came to here is managers and salespeople continually experience the fight or flight syndrome when faced with conflict or challenging situations like the ones mentioned. So there's some examples here around uh, alternative ways of thinking around certain difficult qu- questions, like dealing with underperformer, performance reviews, compensation changes, changing policy internally, and these are all things that sales leaders. They're like. real. They're real life things. Let's are, get it right. in bonus to stuff,
1: to Rosen. This is very software centric. You know, isn't
0: strained it? Into personal relationships between team members, especially if someone wronged the other person. Yeah, you know, we had a guy work for us who was a bully.
1: We nearly had a fight once. Well,
0: he was a bully, and it, there was a moment where actually he was physically intimidating a colleague in the office. It's
1: a shame it wasn't a fight. It was close.
0: Yeah, because the bully, I think, would have lost actually.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Um, I think the guy that he was bullying <laughs> was just sort of not rising to it.
0: He kept his shit together, didn't he? But yeah, it, it would have won in the fight. It's, it's I think. a shame. I think the the, bull, the, the bully E w- w- would have actually. So you know, we you, you said internal
1: it, policy change, compensation change. Let's get it right. How many CVs are we going to get? Um, from some of the big corporates who change accounts uh, at the end of uh, march what sap season yeah well, sap CA yeah, season yeah 100% sap season yeah it's, well, that's there isn't it and, yeah. the, uh, and in fairness to rosen and these are all rosen is conversations. saying rosen is saying he's saying listen jonathan i'm your manager i've just moved your accounts from x to y how do you feel about that yeah great and, he's, Absolutely and, and what right. he's
0: saying is the di- these aren't difficult conversations the difficulty is in your mind Yes. In many respects. Um, you know, it, it, quote unquote, rather than approach these conversations like a charging rhinoceros or sticking your head in the sand to avoid them, hoping these problems magically disappear. What if the real conflict was all conjured up in your mind? And he talks about not creating things that aren't there. Which is a little bit like having a difficult conversation with a customer, isn't it? Sometimes you create the objection because you're nervous about the objection mm. and therefore you project the objection onto the client. That's all very subtle psychology stuff. True though. But you do—you can transfer an objection into a customer because you're so well, nervous Keith
1: calls it a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: Yeah. And he's saying, it's not the other person's responsibility to communicate the way you like to communicate. The best leaders align their communication style with the way other people like to communicate. Too right? Fair enough. Um, so difficult conversations as a self-fulfilling prophecy. I thought was oh, some really interesting points around that. Um, and then I like this, what I want for you is in the steps to enrolment. So he goes on on page one twenty six steps of enrolment. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Step one. I underline that, what I want for you, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, step two, what I want for you. And I'm sort of with that. I'm not quite sure I'd precisely use that linguistically.
1: Well, I put here, I put on the next page, actually, I put this is a nice structure. Yeah. But I'm not sure it'd actually work. <laughs> in the real world. Because I just think to myself, in the real world, whilst he's trying to be nice and enrol people and all the rest, I want this, I want the other, I think at some point you just deliver the message and say, listen, I'm changing your accounts full stop, that's it.
0: What, in a difficult conversation? Yeah, I think so. What about enrolling in, in, in somebody into general coaching, which is, I think, what he's getting on getting Do you reckon? Here. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a point bit here where he, he wants to enrol a coachee, and he says, during the last customer meeting we had together, I noticed a few things in terms of how you were engaging with the customer and the discovery questions you used that I'd like to discuss with you, which I believe is the cause of the dip in performance. I wrote here, if we're really coaching, would we not ask a question like, how was that last meeting we did together?
1: Well, that's not what Keith would do. But surely
0: that's more coachy. Here, actually, I feel like we're into...
1: That's a, that's a different I, I just, thing, though. because that's that as
0: being a bit chief problem solvery.
1: Mm, I didn't read that whereas as
0: a coach I would say so we went to that meeting the other week didn't we what do you reckon because I'd want I'd want my guy to say to me I'd want to know firstly did he think he's done well or badly well that's 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 a a different framework to Keith being manipulative but what I want him to say is I wasn't that happy about it Oh, sorry.
1: Or he was that happy, so you, so you, but you're talking correct. about gauging where he's at.
0: To, correct, because I want to see, where is there a gap or a discrepancy between where, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he wants
1: to that's do. not what Keith wants to do, though. And then
0: at some point, if he says, I thought it sucked, you go, all right, go on. Mm. And then at that point, he says, well, you know, I lost the client. Okay, how do you feel about that? Get him talking about it, and then I can enrol him, can't I?
1: Yes, I mean, that's a bit more spin-based, isn't it?
0: I want him to admit pain. But maybe yes. that's the, sp- the, the the pain-driven salesman. That's, sales the, sp- that's
1: the spin side of it. And what do you make of this, then? It's what they want, not what you want. I put... Um, don't agree with that. I put, yes, I'm in charge now. I <laughs> want you to a million-pound target.
0: <laughs> I'm in charge.
1: <laughs> Which what you want. What do you want? I'll tell you what I want. I want a really nice, easy life. I want an 80K basic, 160 I I OT. something like but, that. But about 120 will do. But I don't want to get shit for being 50 percent target. That's what I want, Keith. Well, I don't care. I want you to see your target. Yeah. What I want for you is to still have a job by the end of the quarter. I just thought, you know, and, and it's because I know Keith's going to come on the show and I don't want to think I'm being negative about it because I do think the guy's right. But I've said it a few times now. I just think, oh, come on. At some point, somebody's got to be in charge.
0: I agree. But actually, I also agree with what Keith's saying here, which is, Getting people to buying in, to getting people to buy into your coaching, and to buying into that process. If it's about what you want, they will switch off. People will just think, "Here comes my dickhead manager again."
1: So, how do we hire people then? What do you mean? So you've got to hire loads of people who all want the same thing.
0: No, what you have to accept is that you've got to understand what, and, and that's what the point of as the resultant chapters go on is, you've got to make sure you really understand the people that work for you at a decent, detailed mm, level. Maybe. And what's driving them at both a personal desires and values level. If you do that, then you can tune into what their needs are and you can enroll them in coaching. Whereas sometimes it's very easy, and it, it, it's pointed out later in the book, to assume that some salespeople... And, and I think we've done it in the past. It's easy to assume all salespeople are coin-operated.
1: Yes, it's, I tell you what amazes me. And I think is how it's quite few are.
0: Small, it's quite a small percentage of the population. There's
1: very few are. you ask a candidate what they're looking for, they say money. You think that's not right?
0: No, it's presenting objections never the presenting objections.
1: It's just never the case. Now there are a few, to be clear. Yeah. You know, but
0: actually, a lot of them. If you really chunk it up, all right. What does money do for you? Well, money buys me freedom. Go on. What does freedom do for you? Well, I feel really constrained in my role at the moment because I can't. And before you know it, actually, what the candidate's really telling you is that he wants to work at home.
1: Yes, but you've got, there's got to be
0: so much more. I tell
1: you it. now, you've got to be careful with that because it's a slight side issue here.
0: Yeah, we're tangent, lazy
1: Maybe we'll get really drunk and have a whine about some people that we know on one of the shows, Christmas. Or we'll drink a bottle of brandy, just have it. Christmas rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What, like something off Trading Places? We should sit here in Santa suits. Good idea. What, what, what's that? Who are the two guys in Trading Places? I'll look it up. Uh,
1: Winthrop and... Oh, I can't... I, I was, I was Eddie thinking Murphy. Eddie Murphy and... That is it Dan Aykroyd?
0: Yes. That's what we should do. <laughs> can... Something like that. A Christmas sort of group. That was a group. good film, that. Love that movie. So... Um, Coaching versus enrollment, the difference and the synergy. And I thought there's some really good stuff here. And I like the, 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 the distinction table he's done here between the relationship between coaching. And I'm on it,
1: and it, yeah. I'm on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, liked it. I'm in. And then uh, whether coaching or enrolling, regardless of whose agenda it is, always on the ABCs, always be coaching. The only difference between coaches coming to you with an agenda and you going to them with your agenda is when enrolling someone you're coaching begins after you've enrolled them. Just move the E to begin the conversation.
1: He, yes, I mean, he's absolutely right, Keith, and he has got a good framework.
0: He says here, I still attest the most challenging thing for a manager, salesperson, and every human being to do every day, especially when delivering effective, authentic coaching, is to detach from the outcome during a conversation in order to create a new possibility. Okay. I kind of get that, and, and having that detachment. I actually also think, for me, I, do you know I think is one of the hardest things in coaching? Is Legacy
1: on what their legacy or the company's legacy well, I, I look
0: back in my own career at people that i've worked with where you get to a point where you've worked with them for a long time how do you enroll somebody you've worked with for 10 years how do you walk well you look at the top, it's
1: interesting that because the top sports people change coaches
0: yes they do my daughter who is a very good singer her singing teacher said to her two years ago you and i'll only probably work together for 18 months You'll mm. get what you need from me, and then you and I will both be ready to move on because you'll need somebody else to bring something new and fresh to you.
1: Mm.
0: And you know, she sings at a pretty elite level, and I think elite level performers. I think a coach has a shelf life. Yeah, yeah. Leeds but... Rhinos—we nearly, fin- we nearly got relegated last season. Why? Because the coach had been there too long, and the players got used to him,
1: Mm-mm.
0: and and standards started to drop, and people stopped learning and developing. So. For me, I think probably the hardest coaching situation, or or, or an enrolment conversation, is how do you enrol a guy that you've worked with for seven years that comes to your house at the weekend?
1: But this is this is the dichotomy that you are too close to.
0: You're then too close, aren't you?
1: You're too close to them, and I think sometimes if you know too much about people, which
0: is somebody's got to be in charge and somebody's got to be the employee.
1: Correct. And somebody has to be... I don't want period. you to come around my house.
0: We're not friends.
1: We're not friends. Well, how often have I said that to people who have worked here? They <laughs> don't work here anymore. But, you know, you, 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 you know and, I, and, and I didn't mean it out of meanness.
0: No. Because actually, the people, the people, people that have left... the context.
1: Yeah, because the people that have left, sound. I still talk to them now. Yeah. You know, the fellow that you've fallen out with a little bit, I haven't fallen out with him. He lives quite close to me. I see him in the park. We have a bit of banter. You know, he had, he had a giulie on. I was taking the mickey out of him. You know, I'm more friendly with him now than ever, but I just think sometimes in the... it's Just somebody's got to be in charge. Does the army general go out and drink with the the privates? No. No. Armies are
0: usually fairly efficient organisations. Do they coach? No, they tell. They give orders.
1: And actually, if the person doesn't follow the order, then they get rid of him. Or
0: court-martialed.
1: Well, I don't know how it works.
0: Actually, you go to prison. Well, I didn't know that. You have to prison for not doing it it's,
1: And it's that, worth. and and I sort of feel like I'm I'm living in the '80s, really, with my '80s attitude. Reading Keith's book, thinking this is all great and everything, Keith. It really is great. But I can honestly say, hand on heart, of 18 years of been an IT sales recruiter, I don't know one manager that I have ever met who has been anywhere near this. And I think to myself, would they be better if they were?
0: What, if they were... I think what's bothering you is the manner of w- with which the author is recommending you enrol people into a coaching relationship.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I Because actually I know
0: some very good coaching sales leaders. We know loads.
1: Do who, you reckon?
0: Yes. Who are good coaches of other salespeople. I think we also know some abysmal ones. And I would actually say the proportion... Of naturally well firstly I don't think that many clients actually want to hire a coach
1: what when they're recruiting a sales leader from us
0: I think if we if, if we did a straw poll you know you and I target what companies with between 1 and 15 salespeople 5 to 120 million turnover is typically our core positioning point if we did a straw poll of sale of managing the directors and CEOs in that space and said if you were to recruit a salesperson tomorrow, what's your core criteria? I don't think they'd say, I want a top quality coach who's going to get the best out of the sales team. I actually don't think that would be at the top of the criteria list.
1: But do you think that's because the presenting problem is never the presenting problem? Do you think do you think that if you made them read this book and then said, right, brief me before before you brief me, read this book, do you think that it change their brief?
0: Of course it would, yes. I think a lot of CEOs would then say, I need a top quality coach that's going to get the best out of the existing team I've got. Right, here's and what they do. Next
1: person who briefs me for a sales leader, I'm going to buy this book for them.
0: And then say, brief me now, and then I want you to brief me again in a week and a half and tell me what you think. Yeah. You're all right, agreed. That's I think you'll get a big sea change in, in thought process because people will go, holy shit, I never thought actually somebody might actually come along and get more out of the existing Because one of
1: the people, I can't remember exactly What they usually
0: want is somebody to shuffle the deck chairs.
1: What they want is somebody to get some results and they'll say, and oh, by the way, I don't care how you get it. Yes. I don't care what you do. Well, how
0: many chairmen in football are sat there thinking, I haven't got much money, I just need a manager that's going to get the best out of the lot I've got? Not many. Leeds United's, man- United's chairman is the only one who's done it in, what, four
1: leagues? I don't know. Where he sat there thinking,
0: football. I can't spend much money. How do I find a fella here who can turn, who, who can turn base metals into gold?
1: Anyway, listen, we're running alcoholics. over on this chapter. We're, yeah, we we're actually not even through this chapter yet, and we've been going for a while here.
0: Okay, so let's move on to chapter eight. Seven essential enrollment conversations that create company
1: put So what I do with all my chapters is I put a summary of the chapter once I've read it, and I put, I think there's a nice process in here with some very good questions uh, to uncover needs. It would feel conceited to me, and I'm not sure how well it would go down, is what I've put.
0: Yeah, there's bits. So the first bit, prepare your people for change, and I'll quote it. Keith, when I go back to my team tomorrow, where do I start in terms of introducing coaching as this new way of working together and how my style of management is going to change for the better? This is always the question on every manager's mind at the end of participating in my leadership coaching programme. Bang right, Keith, that's that's the thing Mike and I are nervous about. And I've, I've written here, you know, I think what every manager is nervous of is the mindset of the sales guys going, here comes the boss with his latest thing, here he comes, he's been on some course and now he's going to make a load of changes and then next quarter he'll go on another course and he's going to make a load of changes. It'll be about CRM next quarter. And I don't know, maybe it's the the, the culture here, but sales guys are cynical. Um, And I, I actually wrote here, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you prepare for positive change? And then, and uh, I wrote uh, here, and then
1: there's a gigantic email.
0: Uh, yeah, and I quote, I wrote here, I hate that.
1: I mean, I put it's a nice email, but it's very long. And if somebody sent that to me, I would be so cynical of it. I'd think, "Do you know?" I'd sign out to enrolment before I.
0: I once had a client, and I remember once having a terrible ethical dilemma with this particular client and a candidate. And I'm not going to go into the whole story of it. And I rang the client, and I've known this client for a long time. and He'd known me a while, you know, and he'd got to know me a bit. And he's a lovely fella. And I said, "What do I do?" I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> I know the client is now. I remember you too. I think we're talking 2003. I
0: said, I just don't know what to do. This is a real problem now. What am I going to do? And he said, Johnny, you're going
1: to TTT. I remember it, yeah. And I'm I like, What's remember
0: TTT it. and he said, tell the truth. Yeah. And I think actually, this is all really nice, but I think actually the easiest way around it is to tell the truth. Hey guys, I've been on a course. It's all about coaching.
1: 100% I've, right.
0: I've been on a course. It's all about coaching. I learned a lot. I really want to try it. It'd really be great if you give me a hand with it.
1: I think it might work.
0: I think it might work. And I'm really bang on committed to giving it a go. I
1: think, I, think I, we might, I think we might sell a bit more.
0: I think actually we might all sell a bit more. And actually I think that everybody might grow a bit as a salesperson if I let you guys think a little bit more about how you want to grow and we can all really move this forward. Anybody up for it? Yeah, I'm up for it. Right, okay. I'm going to put some time in everybody's diary and I'm going to try and really stick to it. And I want you guys to hold me accountable for doing it. Is that all right? Yeah, great.
1: I'm 100%... That, that should have been the email. Yeah. Not this massive one.
0: Yeah. Or an individual call. Of, Listen, mate. Oh, how was your course, boss? It was brilliant. I was wondering if I could talk to you about it, actually.
1: Yeah. What, come- about, what about... what I'm truly excited about the new standards we're setting in our company. As our company grows, it's critical that each member of the team make a conscious choice to grow with us. I just You'd thought-
0: lose a lot of people...
1: You just Now, I know I'm on the very end of the spectrum in terms of my cynicism, but a lot of candidates think are quite, a lot of salespeople are quite close to me.
0: A lot of the guys we deal with would crucify a manager for that.
1: They'd just leave.
0: They'd crucify that email. They'd be forwarding it to each other and they'd be really pasting it. But I think he's right. The sentiment's great. The delivery's awful. The sentiment of sit down and think about how are you actually going to enroll people? What are you going to say? That's the real message is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: don't, I don't like the prescriptive scripting but actually the message of... It's funny because I like a
1: lot of his scripting, actually. Yeah,
0: beforehand, but in these chapters I haven't enjoyed it. So I think what the real message is, sit down and have a think. How are you going to do it? What are you going to say?
1: I mean, the next one... What are you going to say and
0: what's the benefit to them?
1: I feel like I've let you down. Woo. For that, please accept my apology. Woo. I mean, you you know what I'm going to say about it. I put here. I just think I've found a better way. I don't like self-deprecation, full stop, actually. I
0: think I've let you down. That's just all very Lance Armstrong, isn't
1: it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know much yeah, about Lance Armstrong. Actually, I
0: took steroids for seven years. I'm terrible. It's too flagellatory for me.
1: This one, this one. Do you? This is this is page 138. This is the third way of scheduling a one-to-one meeting. Do you have a few minutes now to discuss, or are you in the middle of something? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy washing my hair. <laughs> But, it's just, but, you know, I'm knocking it, and I'm pasting this a bit, Keith, but I've got to say, the sentiment itself is great. I just would Actually, in the UK yeah. market, i just word that more And that's my
0: point about localisation. I think, you know, you take some guy from Manchester...
1: Have I caught you in the middle of something? <laughs> I think I've let you down. What? You what? The phone's gone. Yeah. Um. He's not there anymore. Well, the
0: phone would still be there, but he'd just be sat there.
1: Whereas if he can phone up somebody and say, listen... Uh, I'm going to try something that I think might make our just the sales thing, coaching better. I've been on a course,
0: bloody hell, I loved it.
1: Really? What was no, exactly. it about, boss? Coaching. And that's what I mean, it's a, this is, at the start of the chapter, it's a beautiful process. I just don't think it, it would work, Yeah, really. but I think the point, which
0: is, the real point of the chapter, and I think... The point of the chapter is spot on. Yeah, which is, think hard before you start enrolling people. Spot what on. What are you going to say? What's your
1: pitch? Spot on. Absolutely spot and on. And actually,
0: what it, what perhaps it should really say is: think hard, look at every member of your team, and then think what's the pitch, because you mm. need a different pitch for each one.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, then there was a bit here where: it, it, how would you define my so that this it's sort of questionnaire one three nine. What would you like to accomplish or ensure we cover during the coaching sessions? I like that. Yeah, I thought it was was good, actually. I thought they were really great questions, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And then coach up, schedule. And then what do you think about scheduling a one-on-one meeting with your manager? So our clients, our coaches, bringing up their MDs and saying, I want to schedule a one-on-one meeting to talk about how you're coaching me.
1: Yeah, good idea. Do you think? Why not? You know, this is about get, this is this chapter is actually is about uh, about getting it organisationally wide.
0: So, how many of our MDs think that they so
1: I'll, I'll our MD and, uh, and
0: to be fair, at the start of the book, there's a lot of talk about culture.
1: Yes, and greater a micro culture and having
0: a coaching coaching culture. But how many th- of the MDs, if you if I if you again did a straw poll of MDs that we work
1: with, well, you talk about your example earlier. The MD that's let the sales manager go, did he pay for a coach or did he pay for results? He hired a coach. He paid for results. results. Yeah, but he paid for results. Yeah. He didn't get the results, so he got rid of the coach. Correct. I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't know uh, who it is, actually, but I th- I think to myself, I bet if we took that job brief from that client now and said, what's important to you, I bet he wouldn't say a coach. Hmm. I bet he'd hire a very different human being and that human being... Would have longer claws than the last one. And bigger teeth. Well,
0: I know exactly what he's hired. He's hired a really corporate, spreadsheet, quarter-end driving manager.
1: Is he? Right, there you go.
0: Yeah. A real stereotypical...
1: Alpha male... Yeah,
0: that's what he's hired. Beast. Yes. An angry, hard-driven alpha male. Yeah, 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 absolutely. who, Who won't coach... He'll just, right. He'll just when, go right
1: and pay you for results. Where's your number? Oh, you haven't done your number, right? Bye.
0: <laughs> well, he'll will input a bit. Yeah, he, might, he might show up at a big deal, show his face. Yeah, the, I think. Take, I th- show his face, take the glory. Yeah,
1: I think you've been polite.
0: Um, but he's had a very different animal. But I
1: like thing. the point about the coaching questions. I absolutely thought was uh, was absolutely spot on. Then there's a bit about managing your manager, which I think is good. My boss isn't going to change. And if I want to keep my job, I'll have to tolerate this.
0: Do you know one question I really liked here? One, four, two on the, on coaching up. Here are some questions you can use to manage a conversation. One of them was outside of my job description. What are your expectations of me? I, I wonder how many sales leaders we place could ask that. So outside of the obvious of hitting the number, what else do you expect from me? Yes. Good question. Be a great question to ask a client in an interview. Um, and then I've written here though next to some of those questions they could work but they could be perceived as being a bit sycophantic and grovelly. I think again they'd need translating for the local audience.
1: Yeah, and like I say, I just this is why these these chapters. But are they're bit...
0: great questions. How would you score me around coaching efficiency collaboration brand? So in many respects, that's almost like doing a reverse review with your lead. You know, a sales director going to a leader. And almost saying, I'm gonna we're gonna do a review today, and these are the questions I'm gonna ask you.
1: Mm-mm-mm,
0: yeah. It's... You're gonna review me on these things. What do you reckon? And actually I think a lot of leaders would let's get it right, where is the greatest level of turnover in the market? It's usually at leadership level. Leaders get beaten up fast.
1: Yeah, well they're, they're getting people are paying them for results. It's like
0: football, isn't it? You know, football managers turn managers over. But
1: correctly. that's because chief execs get burnt quickly as well, don't they?
0: yeah people need results the so further, managers,
1: higher, the higher up the tree you go
0: yeah people need results so managers get blamed
1: yeah exactly but how many
0: managers actually could perhaps manage the criteria upon which they're assessed outside of the core basic revenue to the point at which it makes an impact on their ability to then actually make an impact on the revenue so i.e. look we're getting there with the revenue I'm coaching them there's a steady improvement you've got to hang in there
1: hmm. okay I Just mean I, yeah, I do a thought yeah I don't disagree with you
0: um and then there's a bit here that I've highlighted on page 145, um, which I put here, it, it is a, a really big point. And I'm What's just that? Gonna...
1: The reality is that most managers yes. truly don't... don't know what inspires and motivates each individual person to perform.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really pivotal salespeople
1: point. Are often coin, coin, salespeople are coin-operated and only motivated by money.
0: Yeah. this cl- Clearly uh, this story
1: refuted assumption.
0: Thinks... And it's a
1: story about somebody yeah. getting a 5K bonus. It was top performance 5K bonus, wasn't it? And the top formal and the top formal was 5k. But the bonus. top formal wasn't that bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think a lot of clients don't realize how variable motivation levels are.
1: Well, here's your problem, though. Let's say you took this book to SAP. Oh, what we're going to do is we're going to design a different incentive system for each one of our 200 salespeople. 2,000 salespeople. 2,000 salespeople. Now, let's look at what each and how each individual one wants to be coached, what they want to do in their coaching session. Let's send out a big questionnaire.
0: Yeah, in your little culture you could. Yeah, so but Keith's only like...
1: saying to create a microculture so it becomes a company culture.
0: Yeah, but sometimes you can't always create the company culture. And what he's also pointed out earlier on in the book is just create a microculture. Yeah, you but my the point, is,
1: is so, so our point is so, 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 let's say you work at SAP, for argument's sake, and you work for me. And I say, I'll tell you what, Jonathan, you're motivated by money. Hit this incentive. I'm going to give you 5k. You go, brilliant,
0: great. I'm co-operating. I'm in.
1: I'm in. And then I say, all right, Lauren. Um, so you work for me at SAP. It's unlikely, Lauren, I think, but you work for me at SAP. Um, I'm going to give you 5k if you hit this number. And Lauren says, oh, I don't want 5k. I just wanted to be recognised as an award. I said, all right, I'll give you an award then. And then Jose, unlikely event, but works for his at SAP. And he says, no, I don't want money. I don't want an award. I want a day off. Yeah, and so I'll give you a day off then, Jose. Because, you know, Jose, lots of bank holidays in the Philippines. At some point, there's got to be a one-size-fits-all rule.
0: No. I don't agree. Why not? Because it, what is the whole point of the book is you're a sales leader, you're in a middle management sales leadership gig, and you do work at SAP, and you are a leader of eight guys in a team. What the point of the book is, it's your job as the leader to understand what makes each member of that team truly tick. It is. And, just let me finish. And this, this is was, like Jeremy. <laughs> it's like it's like Jeremy Kyle on a on a, on a yeah, Thursday yeah. morning. Um, and as a result of understanding what makes each one of those tick to Not necessarily design an individual incentive but to know that actually what drives them so to know okay, right, the sales incentive is paying five grand out this quarter, how do I get pricey in? Because pricey's not motivated by the money, actually, the real thing for pricey is recognition and being smart enough, couldn't got
1: that more wrong, could you? But (laughs) they're correct, and being
0: smart enough to know, right, he's driven by recognition, and then in the next coaching conversation I have with him. Actually, rather than sat there like a dumbass moron going, yeah, 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 you're going to get your five grand, you're going to get your five grand, with him sat there looking blankly at me, I'm sat there saying, do you know what? I think winning this prize could really make the stock in you go a bit higher.
1: That's great. You're right, but therein lies the impracticality of the book. Why? Because that's just not real life.
0: But it is real life. That's what a smart leader does. He he understands his people, and he
1: says, do you think that's what they do at SAP?
0: I think a good leader would do
1: that. Or do you think that's what they do at SAP?
0: I don't know because I've never worked at SAP, Michael.
1: No, but if you were going to guess, Jonathan, what would you, you know, we're guessing, we're just talking about it. Um, do you think I, they do I that at SAP? I, I reckon, or do you think they pay people in bags of cash I reckon and they hire people who want people, to earn bags of cash? I reckon
0: there will be some sales leaders at SAP who are inspiring, fabulous managers. Of I the,
1: think that's the majority or the minority? Minority. And that's the point because real I think real there will life. be
0: some sales leaders at SAP, at Oracle, anywhere, IBM, that are smart switch on guys who think. This guy, I'm not going to talk to him about
1: what he's going to win. No, you are right. I'm going to talk to him you, about you
0: obviously... how potentially winning this deal could position him in the eyes of my boss and how that might potentially help him really grow his stock in the company.
1: You, you are right. Obviously, I'm playing devil's Advocate a little bit. And we, you know, we're we'll taking a long time with these chapters, which is obviously a good three, sign, three Keith. Cha-
0: three chapters that we claimed we didn't we, enjoy. Yeah, it's obviously,
1: it's obviously a good sign, Keith, clearly. Yeah. But it's all a bit idealistic for me.
0: Uh, it is, but do you know what? If we, had a, if we had a raw consultant tomorrow,
1: mm.
0: you know, I'm a great believer in learning from your mistakes and moving forward and being better the next day than you were the day before. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you talk to a fellow that gets out of bed in the morning at 5am to practice the piano and meditate. I'm, I'm into self-improvement, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I,
0: if, if we were running, if we tomorrow went out and hired a new business guy, mm. I, I, I'd use this as a little Bible now. And I because I'm, I like to think I'm humble enough to think that irrespective of the fact that I'm into my 22nd year of management,
1: hmm.
0: I'm not convinced I've 100% cracked it. So I'd give it a go. What I wouldn't do is I'd, I don't think I'd use a lot of these scripts.
1: And if you couldn't get that person enrolled, what would you do then?
0: Then I'd say them off.
1: Okay. And so let's just take...
0: Which comes back to the might is right conversation.
1: Oh, yeah, and also let's think I'd about... I'd say,
0: listen, you don't want to play.
1: And let's think about then the demographic. So it's likely that for our new business salesperson, they're going to be in their mid-twenties, purely by virtue of fact. 25, 26. So that's, that, that's the that, that's the sort of age that we want to do this job. Yes. Banging the phone, talking to sales directors. Yeah. I can't, I can't Following see, up so, on marketing campaigns. I can't see a 40-year-old like me wanting to do that. Nope. I mean, I do, but I couldn't... So, so the millennials then...
0: Ooh, millennials.
1: Yeah. So how easy is it to enrol a millennial? with this vast sort of movement of labour that seems to exist with the Millennials.
0: But I think that that's, for me, I think that's what Millennials want. Do you reckon? Yeah, that's the whole whole issue, isn't it? That the Millennials feel... Well, you've got two problems with Millennials, because we've hired plenty of them and we've hired plenty of them, haven't we?
1: Yes. Is
0: your Millennial salesman often turns up thinking he knows it all and does have a sense of entitlement which is notably, why am I not dealing with your most senior clients on your most senior projects <laughs> four weeks into the job, you bastard? Um, that is true. <laughs> um, but equally, there is, we, we've recruited plenty that are actually and have been very grateful for being taught, being coached, being trained and being developed. So I think enrolling
1: a, a millennial salesman... Doesn't they be about, that grateful because they don't work here anymore. Or is that because the might...
0: No, that's because... The, or
1: the because market I, changed? The market changed. And
0: also I think that we've often led with, listen, we'll coach you, but might is right. And if you ain't hitting your number, you're off.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a moot point, is it? Are we, are we also doing chapter nine today? Yes. Right, we need to crack on with this. So, uh,
0: action plans, really good. And then you've got that whole, I liked that thing here at the end of preparing people for change about what your top priorities, motivators and values.
1: Yes, I like that.
0: With the little word cloud.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: that was all right. I'm not necessarily sure I'd use the word cloud. But what I would ask is, and you know, it's one of my favorite questions anyway, which is what's important to you?
1: Yes, do you know I've put it here again? What's important to you? It's all its all getting a bit too liberal the, for me. The other you thing are that... in charge. It's not a... democracy. put here. <laughs> I've put it here. It's not a democracy.
0: It's not a democracy. The other thing that I think is missing here, there's lots of talk about understanding the salesperson, but I think something that gets missed all the time is understanding the identity of the salesperson.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a completely separate question that we could spend an hour on. Yes. But you're absolutely right. If it was me and if my clients paid me by the hour and let's get it right i've got the ear of a lot of good companies and i know that they do listen to me but they don't listen to me enough here's what <laughs> they don't here's what you should do don't meet don't interview a candidate based on what they've sold or to whom they've sold it interview a candidate on their identity and how it matches your culture yes and that's it
0: identity 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 and how it matches how the company's culture how at an identity level if an,
1: identi- if an identity level they're right with the company's culture it's interesting actually a guy phoned me Lauren heard it I'm not, and it's not happened for ages because we don't speak to candidates once we've placed them so I placed the guy who started a week and a half ago and he phoned me and I thought yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said alright he said you sound surprised to hear from me I said I am he said why? I said because we don't speak to candidates once we've placed them because the clients think we're putting headings in them He said, I just wanted to let you know it's brilliant here. Love it.
0: Always like those ones.
1: Yeah, and I said, why? And he said, because they're really like me, these people. Right. And I'll tell you what, I matched him on that basis because I knew that client.
0: And my point is, understanding the identity of the guy that's in front of you and your team.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because how
0: many of them aren't salesmen?
1: Yes, but it's fine having a non-salesperson in a non-sales culture.
0: Or it's fine having a guy that doesn't see himself as a salesperson but understanding that and understanding what he does see himself
1: as as and
0: working with that. Well, let's look at it a different way.
1: Let's look at it a different way. What's the difference between Mimecast and Servilec? Mimecast, they're not clients. Neither are clients, by the way. Sales environment. Mimecast, sales environment.
0: Sales environment. Boards on the wall. Boards on the wall. Who sold what? Incentives, prizes, sell, sell, sell.
1: Servilec. Not
0: really a sales company. It's just a that's own, the point. Just and that's, an engineering and that's the difference in the people. two
1: parts. You know, you can, you can, know, one sells commercial, one sells health, whatever. That's irrelevant, really.
0: Yeah. So a coaching conversation is really going to happen at server like, no.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's my point about the real-world application of it. Anyway, chapter nine. Turning difficult situations into coaching. Now, this is women's. a brilliant chapter, actually. This has gone back up for me, this, Keith. Why? Because this is real life. All right, 26
0: questions that create unified, supportive relationships. I actually ticked and crossed on these. Um, I actually went through them, put a tick by the ones I would I, I would buy, and a cross by the ones I
1: wouldn't. Well, do you know what? I started doing that, then I put I the end ticked book, most I put, of book. I, I quite like all of these, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it's good. And and there is a point here: conversation two, inheriting an existing team, which I did think uh, I like the sentiment, but not, I wrote here, love the sentiment, Where are we of the now? script, not the delivery. Because I think that's the hard bit.
1: Ah, yes. In- I thought this is a really good section. This, yeah, really, really good section. And then,
0: yeah, page one, five, six. Questions that seek to understand people's point of view and how they want to be managed. And I wrote next to that, great.
1: Just yes. dead simple. I put good. I put good actually.
0: If you took over a team, th- if a manager did that, that would be useful stuff.
1: Well, they, they'd enrol the guy. They'd enrol the team straight off the bat.
0: But then on the next bit. I did write, this is making me nervous about appearing weak. And I think one of the things that we need to talk to Keith about when he comes on the show is our nervousness about appearing weak. And
1: is that our fault, though? Are we, are we, are, is this uh, me and you as leaders? Are we, are, are are we bad we, leaders? Are, are, we're frightened have we got too much machismo that not, yeah. not, not helping us?
0: Are we too great? Uh, uh, that, I, I'm, I've am i been freaking out about my nervousness about appearing weak having read this.
1: yes. Thinking, Thinking, well, I've never wanted to appear weak. Maybe I should have...
0: Maybe I need to be more humble. Should I be more humble? And I'll tell you what, if it's going to make me more successful, you know...
1: You'll get your humble pie, absolutely. Get,
0: Could... get me a few years earlier to retirement, I'm in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree, I agree. I, like, I liked he was going in about pips. <laughs> And uh, so basically he's talking about pips. He doesn't call them pips. He says, don't call them pips, actually. and <laughs> then the yeah. pushing out plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically he says... Uh, and then
0: the RIP, the rest... The, there's a
1: rip and a pop. The rest everything. in peace plan, I yeah. I love that. The he's right, though, Keith. Plan. And what Keith's saying love here that. is, he's saying, if only person say you've got a turnaround plan, there's going to one or three things going to happen. One, they're going to leave, which is fine.
0: I'm in. I appreciate the support. Forget it. Four weeks of this and then a pip. They leave on their own. Or this sounds like a pip... It smells like a pit. <laughs> yeah. and it looks like a pit. But, is this a pit?
1: But Keith's saying points one and two is great. Yeah. One, I'm in, that's great. Two, yeah. I'm off. Great. Yeah. Three. Oh, you caught me out. But because unlike, i tell you uh, now, the, oh, the the pip thing, I you know, we see loads of that happening. Why are you recruiting? Ah oh, I've got something on on the pit. Right, great. Are they gonna know, stay?
0: It's a perfect callback for that as a sales as a, as, a, oh. as a salesperson of recruitment services, callbacks
1: don't get better. Because they just don't stay there, people well, end up leaving, I would fired.
0: say 10%. 10% you actually ring and they go, well actually Johnny, I've turned him round."
1: Can I tell you, the best person at PIPs I've ever seen, yeah. or ever come across I should say, and he should take this as a compliment, is Dean Carroll, the MD of uh, Expedition. Oh really? I can't remember what it was now, and I think it's quite a long time ago actually. Well, he it stands he, he actually out in my mind so people around. supportive.
0: But then he's not putting people on pips, is he? He is. But he puts them on, on a pip are, to
1: help them. He's
0: putting people on a 30 day strategy or a 60 yeah. day strategy. Now,
1: I mean, it's a long time ago this when he talked to you about it, but I can still remember it, which shows how rare it is. Whereas a lot of my other clients, yeah, yeah, I've got something on a pip, Mike. Let's start going because well, I want somebody to replace them when they've left. Most pips
0: are in reality. They're HR process.
1: A HR process so they don't get to not somebody off. Yeah. 100%. That's what
0: they are. Yeah. They're a HR process for an employee that's been there over two years that we can't just automatically yeah. fire. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, but I did like that the whole thirty-day turnaround strategy. I uh, and, and but, but I, I did make a note, which was maybe coaching salespeople into champions could actually warrant a return visit of Keith Rosen because that did make me want to read that book.
1: Um, I don't know. yeah, yeah, you know. It, so
0: the a, a lot of that chapter uh, we could paraphrase and we can talk about. To cut a long story short, I think listeners, viewers, friends, y- you need to actually pick up the book and read it because there's a lot of quite lengthy scripting of, of detail. There
1: is, but I think we've paraphrased it fairly well. I really, so, yeah. you know, I don't think that's too off the mark. Yeah. I, I, the, my, my only point about that is that scores a nine out of me, not a ten, because I just think that Keith should have put a a structure of a th- of a thirty day turnaround in there
0: bit more detail on the on that I thought, structure because his
1: lead structure really, i like anybody that's got a structure the wolf of wall street whoever it is i don't care yeah, no, i like a structure that you I like you can a follow. Nice
0: model with with arrows yeah
1: on it, yeah 100 i do and i felt like keith's so good at putting models in there he should have put a model in there yes and maybe there is one in in, in, in the other book possibly yeah possibly
0: maybe there's a, a deeper one so that's been a good episode i think we've been talking for a while here how long have we been talking lauren 50 minute show this
1: week I know it I try, I tried to it,
0: I... it went by like a flash
1: yeah well it's good to have a little bit of conflict in it as well
0: yeah I, well, I, well, I think what's interesting is we weren't that excited about the three chapters we've read but actually I've really I've still really enjoyed them and found some really useful content oh let's be clear My it's only a, a good is book good localization
1: I don't know when it's, it's out on Amazon but I, I would definitely write a view it's on it's out
0: it's because Amazon is short of copies
1: oh is that what it is well it's a definite purchase
0: yeah Uh, absolutely i mean I, i use an electronic copy i bought mine on hive uh you can get it on amazon as kindle uh go do it is a good book follow along read along and if you're still here and you're still listening at the end of the show do us a favor smash the like button or hit share on linkedin that would be brilliant and really help us along let us know that it's worth creating the content we'll see you all next week and then after that Keith's on the show
1: oh brilliant I'm I'm
0: really looking forward to it, actually.
1: Yeah, me too, 100%. We've
0: got to sort out a few technicalities, but it should be really good. Thank you very much, everybody. See ya.